Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. I just got my hair cut. And it's... Yay. She just, she just does such a wonderful job with the cutting and the styling, and I just love how it looks. So I'm happy, you know, happy. Wonderful. I'm oh, happy. To me, to me, Lynn, it's all about the hair. It's all about the hair. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I was there yesterday, had my hair cut uh-huh. uh, by the infamous Stephen, who uh, I asked him the question about how he loved being um, a dancer. In yeah, and then the nutcracker. And the nutcracker. Yep. And he said it was so wonderful. He said, "I signed up to do it again next year." And I we said, must, we may, and we have to give proper due here. It's the wow. Ballet Theater of Scranton's Nutcracker performance. So yes, of course. And Joanne, Joanne Arduino, the um, director, is the is a is a also a customer of. Sanderson State Street um, hair. She gets her hair done there. Joanne mm-hmm. Joanne Cummings cuts Joanne um, Arduino's hair. Joanne Arduino's hair. Yes, and Taryn okay. cuts my hair now, and Stephen cuts your hair. So right. here we go. We're all over the place up there. I know. I know. Well, he we have them all he, covered. He said the only thing that was really a problem was the first night. He said he was he was so nervous. He said I felt like my stomach was going to come through my mouth. <laughs> yep. Oh, but he said after that uh, I was good, and I didn't yep. see it because we were at the lakes. We were at yeah at the lake for the weekend, so I never mm-hmm. had an opportunity to see any of the performances. But I'm I'm thrilled that he had such a good time, and that yeah. he's so excited that he signed up again. That's great. And as we spoke to Kelly, Kelly uh, Doherty uh, and Laird from Fidelity last uh, month, she actually danced with him. So um, she she was oh, loving it. She said, "Yeah." And she said at one point she was like putting her hair up and putting things in, and he walked in. He goes, "What are you doing?" And she said, "Putting my hair up." And he goes, "Let me do it, girl." And she and he and I said, "Oh, that was perfect." 
a hairstylist nice. was coming in and helping. What the heck? Yeah. So that anyway, nice. yes, yes. So that's all good. Yeah, I just said to him today. I said, "Did you love your Did you love your time?" And he said, "I loved it." I said, "There you go. That's a good sign." Yeah, <clears throat> I think it's great that we have uh, local people that not only have talent but um, volunteer their services, do things like and that. And it's a long time. It's a long because it's a lot of rehearsal time. Then it's yep. a lot. You know, there's there's a lot of performances. Now the good thing is it's um, it's right after Thanksgiving and it's not right after Christmas, which I think is yeah. harder. Um, mm-hmm. So then you can kind of relax after you know for the christmas season but um yeah i it's it is it's a big commitment a big commitment so that's a good thing yeah um so what are your plans for the month i mean for the christmas (laughs) holiday you sound like you've had already a lot of parties that you've attended well just things going on you know there's been a lot we we were at the um um Cultural Center last week, um, Friday night, to see Legally Blonde, mm-hmm. which was which was wonderful. And then um, this tomorrow night, we're going to the the Philharmonic for the Christmas concert at the at yeah. Grant Country Club. Um, and so, yeah, that'll that'll be nice. I I've always loved that performance. And at the Grant um, Country Club. No, did I say that Scranton Cultural yeah. Center? Excuse me. Oh, okay. After I said it, I, I sounded. I thought, oh, oh my I goodness, wow. Scranton okay. Cultural Center, or as I Thank call you. it, the Cultural. Um, oh, so all right. yeah, that's my line for it. So mm-hmm. yeah, so and yes, there's just a lot of goings on. Um, <laughs> I've it's been crazy since the week uh, of of Thanksgiving, and it seems like it's never ending so um well you this uh, week, your friend um uh, doug smith uh, also sent something out through email this week about a performance on saturday night at the old brick theater i think that's the one on market street in uh north scranton yes that he, page, he's doing page, something. Yeah. yeah and i don't know what he's doing i have to i'll have to ask him um he just played, uh, a group of um, them played at the Hood Room at the Cultural Center Tuesday night, which Meyer went to, and Deb was there, Deb Peterson, and it was all Christmas music, jazzy-style Christmas music, and mm-hmm. it was uh, great musicians, and it was a wonderful time. Meyer said the music was fabulous. So um, I just love to hear all those Christmas stuff. I just love it. So, um, well, yeah, Doug is very busy. Thank God he's busy. Mm-hmm. He's. Uh, I just happened to find the email, but he said it was um, his friend Jason Smeltzer's upcoming event. Uh, oh, they're so it's not him. They're presenting in a style more Guggenheim than our previous silent film incarnations. I don't oh. quite know what all that means, but um, anyhow, it's a. I guess a little bit different. It said this evening is based on the experimental architecture of Arakawa and Jins, G-I-N-S, featuring two experimental films by Robert Bowen with musical accompaniment, which could be 
some part of it could be dug. And yeah, dramatic readings <laughs> of parts of their many manifestos, again, with musical accompaniment, and other similar trains of thought with musical accompaniment. That's uh, 7 o'clock on Saturday, December 10th at the Old Brick Theater. Admission is $5. So if anybody wants to hear something really out there, I guess. Yeah. Um, that's, that was something that came from Doug Smith, who is truly one of our regional superstars, um, musician. So that's something to add to the list. And then uh, I understand that I saw an ad somewhere, um, I guess in one of the supplements to the newspaper, inserts, I guess they call them. And uh, the 2020 Nutcracker was being shown on four consecutive nights right near Christmas. And um, I think it was ECTV. And I thought that was strange. Why are they... Why are they doing the 2020 performance? But who's Nutcracker? Who's per, who's performing? The same uh, Arduino Joanne's okay. performance. I don't but know. Who knows? That, that was odd. Anyway, um, so, so I guess there's lots of stuff going on, and and the the lighting of the the tower, the Times Tower, is also well, that a classic to, thing. The night yeah, before that Thanksgiving. To, Right. Lynn, I'm wondering if they're doing 2020 because there was no audience that year because of COVID. Oh. Yeah. So I wonder Probably. if that's what I don't, maybe I don't know, but maybe that's the, that's what it is. And where was it? Was it performed? I don't at? know. I, I really, oh. I don't know that. I don't know if it was still at Marywood at the time or if it was at North. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure where it was then, but maybe that's the case. Okay. Who knows? Who knows? All right. That's, yeah. So, Lynn, did I ask mm. you if you watched Dead to Me? You you did, I think, but I did not. Did you watch it? Okay. Yeah, it's the last season, and I'm, like, I just watched four episodes, and I just love this show. I just love it. What is it about? Well, it's Christina Applegate and Linda... Can, uh, Campolini, Canaline, I don't, I don't know how to say her last name. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're they're friends, and they come together in a strange twist of fate. And it's just like a dark comedy, but it's really not as dark. I mean, it's dark in the subject matter, but it's so funny, and um, it's just so good. And Christina Applegate, you know, of recent uh, has had a flare up of her. She has MS. And um, so oh. she talked about because she just got a star of walk on the a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and um, she talked about her MS. And Katie Segal was with her and helped her, and she was using a cane at the time. And she just wow. spoke of how you know it, you know it just she's just an incredible actress, and she I just love this show. And the woman Linda, oh I can't think of her last name, but she she um, she plays. Judy. Her name is Judy Hale in the show. And I said to Deb Peterson the other day, every woman needs a Judy in their life. <laughs> every woman okay. needs a Judy. She's kind. She's thoughtful. She's positive. She's complimentary. She's sweet. She's just, she can bake. She can do arts and crafts. She, she lifts you up. She takes care of you. She's 
a supreme caretaker. And she just loves, loves, loves deeply. And I just said to Deb, like, when you watch this show, you just think, everybody needs a Judy in their life. She's just the best. So, um, yeah, she sounds like Martha Stewart. Well, it's, she's, no, but it's just like she's, the relationship they have, you, you just realize how women's friendships can be and how deep and moving they are. And not that men's aren't, but I'm just looking at it from a woman's standpoint. So, um, it's just, yeah, it's a great, it's a great, if you didn't watch it or you, you watch it, it's, it's only three episodes. This is the last one. And it's it's an easy watch. They're half hour shows, like twenty eight minutes, and it's yeah. great. So, uh, Pat and I watched the movie on. I think it was. It's called that Free V Channel. It's a it's a streaming channel that is technically free, um, but every I don't know fifteen minutes they throw in some commercials that are no more than two minutes, collectively. They put them in at odd times, but anyway, it's free. And it was a movie about, it was a Woody Allen movie, which is one of the reasons why I thought we would probably enjoy it, because most of his movies we really liked. Uh, Some of them are a little bizarre. Uh, Most of them are. And, of course, everybody in the main character always has some kind of neuroses because yeah. that's who he is. Because you know? Woody Allen does. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he writes and produces them. So this one was a really dark one. It was bizarre. It was about a young man who starts off as uh, a tennis instructor. And he's from a relatively poor area. Uh, I think it's from Scotland or something, but I'm not sure about that. But anyway, he ends up in London, and he uh, gets involved in a family romantically. He's married to a woman, has an affair, and the things turn out really bad. But somehow at the end, there's a twist, and all is well. But what I couldn't get over, and I said to Pat, for the most part, the main character never smiled. You know, he was always somebody that just seemed very difficult to make him happy. And that that is just so Woody Allen. But it was yeah. both it left both of us with a very weird feeling. And I didn't know if any if you've ever seen any of the, the movies that are on the streaming channel called Free V. But they have a wide range of um of really good movies that Again, you don't pay anything for them, but you have to sit through a bunch of little commercials. We saw um, Murder on the Orient Express the other night, and uh, they seem to all be British movies. Uh, I'm not sure if that's where it starts, but an interesting uh, thing. And then, you know, the series that are out now, uh, they're also pretty interesting, but I haven't really watched too much of them. And I think that, you know, it's... Hallmark season. Everybody has to do a Hallmark movie at Christmas. <laughs> yeah. But on that I note, loved, I think we're going to take I, a quick break. Yeah, one second. I love the one with Henry Winkler in it. Anyway, go oh, ahead. Oh, okay. All right. So <laughs> I've seen anyway. it a couple times. 
You're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show, and we'll be right back. I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. ERA, Exceptional Real Estate Agents. When you want to have the best of the best selling your home, you want ERA One Source Realty. With offices all over northeastern Pennsylvania, ERA One Source Realty will give you the personalized service you'd expect from a professional real estate company. They have experienced realtors that have years of experience, which gives you, the home seller, an incredible advantage. They will offer suggestions to make your house sell faster. They will tell you what others will be looking for. They know how to present your home and sell its features, giving you the greatest chance to have your house sell fast. And ERA One Source Realty offers an industry-exclusive guarantee. If ERA doesn't sell your house, ERA will buy it. Yes, if they don't sell your house, ERA will buy it. That's peace of mind. That's a guarantee worth its weight in gold. Call ERA One Source Realty today and find out how you can have your house marketed by one of the top-rated companies in northeastern Pennsylvania. Call 877-587-SELL or on the web at ERA1.com. ERA One Source Realty, always there for you. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the executive. I'm not the executive. I'm, <laughs> I'm certified financial planner and the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the executive director. No, I'm kidding. Um, I I am the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And you have some wonderful news to share with all all of us listening about your ex-grandfather-in-law. Yeah, well, it was in the newspaper this week. Um, um, my children's great-grandfather <clears throat> is... Um, uh, former Chief Justice of Pennsylvania, Michael J. Egan. Um, Mike, uh, my, grand, my children's grandmother, Helen Marie Egan Foley, was married to Tom Foley, Jr., and um, I was married to Tom Foley III. And um, so Gramps, as we affectionately, affectionately call him, is a doll. He was just, I just absolutely loved him, loved him, loved him. And um, he is going to be his, um, there will be uh, his, a tribute to him um, because there's several people, I can't think of the name of the actual um, uh, designated name, I should say, on Courthouse Square for several um, memorable and um, incredible people of our area. They had, uh, there's um, William Scranton, Governor Scranton, uh, Bob Casey Sr., um, Joseph, Joseph McDade, Marion Munley, and now Judge Egan will be um, placed uh, in, a, in his rightful place uh, sometime in May. The, the actual um, piece is up. The, the only thing that isn't in is the brass um, piece that will go his, of his face, a brass relief, so to speak, will, will be there. And that's going to happen in May. And it was in, they did a nice 
article was on the front page of the Scranton Times this week, um, talking a lot about the judge and um, the other people who were um, honored. And uh, he's just he just was a wonderful man, and I'm just so happy that that's happening and that he'll be honored and his family will get together and be able to um, be part of this. And there are several lawyers in the family from him on down, and um, it's going to be nice. It, it'll happen in the spring and a little reception and dedication, and it'll be nice. So uh, his surviving children are uh, Mike Egan um, Jr., and Jeremiah Egan, Dr. Jeremiah Egan, and I spoke with, well, I left a message for Mike, spoke to Jerry this week, and um, it's just a big honor for them and for their dad, and he was just a great guy, Lynn. I think I told the story before, but when I was dating um, Tom, when I first met with him, he, um, he we would go to his house, and he, his, his youngest son, Jimmy, lived with him. And they lived over on Taylor Avenue in the hill. And you would walk in, and Gramps was sitting in his recliner, and he had, like, these old-fashioned um, TV trays, you know, those, like, tin yeah. TV trays yeah. that you saw. And he would have all of this candy, like four or five different bags of Brock's candy. And it was oh, in the actual yeah. in the actual wrapper, just like the bag yeah. would be rolled. It was rolled down so he could just stick his hand in, and there was... Had to be four or five different kinds of candy. Go, come on, Laurie, have some candy. Want some ice cream? Like it was always about sweets and goodies and like typical Irish guy. Um, and he just made you feel like a million bucks. I just, I love him and I'm just so happy. He's, I love his family. They've been so wonderful to me and to my children, uh, ever since I came on, you know, came on board and they're, they're, I still call them all my cousins and they're just, um, and the aunts who are my, you know, aunts and uncles-in-law, and I just absolutely love the family. They're a terrific family, and Gramps has done a wonderful thing. He was the district attorney at a very young age, I think at 26 in Lackawanna County. Wow. He was appointed uh, 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 to the county bench, I think, at the age of 32. And then, of course, he went to uh, the Supreme Court uh, and became then um, Chief Justice of the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, I should specify. Wow. And he went to one year at Harvard, and back in the day, um, and he had a clerk, an internship, a clerkship. And as long as you, you didn't need to finish three years of law school, he had to return home to help his family um, financially. And they, he grew up in Archbold, and he had to return home from Harvard Law. And uh, he was able then to sit for the bar exam because he clerked for another judge and was able to do, or a law firm. I, I don't know which one is it, whether it was you had to be a clerk or a, worked in a law firm or one of the two. Um, and then you were able to sit for the Pennsylvania bar. And he did that and passed, and that's his career. Start, you know, then ended up becoming a, a 26 years old as the Lackawanna County District Attorney. Wow. So um, a young guy on the bench. Yeah, he was just. Just a delightful. I just loved him, loved him, loved him. So, um, how old was he when he passed? Eighty. Oh. Which seems like it seemed like he was older than eighty, but like it just not because he looked it or acted it, just because it just seemed like he was it, he was here a long time. You know, it was just one of those yeah. kind of things. So, mm-hmm. um, but he was, um, yeah, he just 
and I, I just love them, and I try to tell my kids about them all the time as much as I, you know, know them and, and was able to um, talk to them, and he just, he was wonderful. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a nice day, and he, he so deserves it. He just deserves it. It's just a wonderful thing. So I was happy Good. that that was on yeah, he, he was on the Supreme Court for 20 years, the final three as Chief Justice, and he died a year after we got married in the, at the, um, the age of 80 in 1987. Um, wow. And, yeah, he was elected. He was elected district attorney at the age of 26 and the Court of Common Pleas bench at the age of 34, not 32, and served as a county judge until his election to the state Supreme Court in 1959. He took office in 60 and served 20 years there, and the final three were chief justice. It's called the Distinguished Citizens Memorial. It's on oh. Biden Street. It faces Biden Street. And like I said, there's other, the others, um, Bob Casey, uh, Governor Scranton, U.S. Rep. McDade, and uh, represent State Rep. Marion L. Munley. Yeah. So, That's yeah, nice. it's really cool. And it's, it's the, uh, Maureen said, the bronze portrait medallion of Egan will be affixed to his monument, um, was completed earlier in the year by Martin Can Caulfield Memorial Works. Martin Caulfield Memorial Works did it. They made the medallion. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's really neat. It's all set up and ready to go. It's just a matter of uh, making that happen. So, I'm all right. happy. I'm happy. That's nice. I'm glad we acknowledged yes. that because he he did do a lot of wonderful things. He's uh, definitely a trendsetter. Yeah. yeah, that's oh. a young, young, young guy to be that successful, you know, in, yeah. in elected politics. That's, mm -hmm. that's pretty darn good. When you think about now, when everyone thinks, you know, you have to be older and you have to be 26 years. Oh, my God. Like, it's yeah. Just, yeah. And 34 on the county bench. Mm -hmm. That's, it's, it's impressive. So, but anyway, and then Tom's mother, my grand, my, my kid's grandmother, they were, yeah. she was the only, she was the oldest and the only daughter. And then he had three sons. So. Um, that was Helen. Yeah, good stuff. Right? Helen, Helen Marie. Yep. Yep. She was named okay. after her mother. And then, and then Helen had five boys, Helen and Tom. And then, um, so Mike Egan's oldest daughter is named Helen Marie after his mother and his sister. That's very which nice. Which is kind of nice, too. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. And she's a dog, too. I love Helen. She's a sweetheart. But that's what I mean. All of the Egans, I just, I, they're just, they've been just such a wonderful family. I, I, I can't speak highly enough about them. And they're wonderful to me and to my children. And even though there's a divorce, you know, everybody gets along, which is the way it should be. So. Yep. And the Foley, the Foley's are the same way, I have to, I have to say. It's, it's, very, it's a very amicable relationship, and it's it's all good. So, but anyway, that's my story, okay. and I'm sticking to it, Lynn. Okay, I have some questions for you. Sure. Yeah. Are you ready? I am. Okay. All right. Where do you find peace? Where do I find? Yeah. Um, in the shower. Okay. I find when the water's hitting my head for some reason, um, yeah. there's a 
you know, there's just a sense of calm there. That's one place. And then I, 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 I can find peace anywhere. Like I'll pull over and sit in my car and sit back. And I, I try to find peace wherever I can and take moments to make it happen wherever in the midst of chaos or anything else. I try to find a little bit of peace somewhere. Uh, if I were to answer that question for you, I would say yeah. you find peace on your back porch. Well, that too. I mean, that's that's yeah. a given during the. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I find peace at the lake. Yeah, I well, I do too. Wait, Lynn, I find yeah. peace in my chair at the lake too. You know, <laughs> your chair <laughs> reserved for water. Yeah. That's yes, right. There you go. Yeah. Yep. So I, I find that I like to go out onto the back porch and just look at all the trees and the lake. And, and that is just, it's just so calming. I really do find peace there. And yeah. I don't have any of the noise. And it just feels like it's a different world. It's just very mm -hmm. nice. So that's yeah. where I find peace. What is your most prized possession? So this is a thing. Yeah, a thing. Well, right now I would think I have a lot of things I love, but I I love my engagement ring. It's um, it's 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 just I love it, and I it's it's just me, and I love it, and it's a possession, and and I just it's that's what I love. I love everything about it. Okay. That's but I have many objects I could tell you about, uh, but yeah. that is one of my favorites. Well, I think uh, one of my favorite possessions is uh, my grandmother's piano. Because there you go. I, it's not in very good shape, but it's at the lake. And I think of her every time I see it and think of what an incredible gift that was um, to her because her father, at the time they didn't have cars, so her father drove, um, I guess it was on a horse, uh, a cart behind the horse into Brooklyn from Scranton. To get it? Up, yep, and picked up this um, upright piano. That was made, um, you know, just, they're all handmade. They were all originals. And brought it back and put it in the house. And she just adored it and played the piano all the time. And all of her kids, my mother and all of her brothers, would always gather around it every holiday. I remember this. And they all played some instrument. My mother did not. Uh, but she sang. My mother had a beautiful voice. And so she and her brothers would have these little concerts. My grandmother would often play the piano. Then when she got much older, my uncle played the piano, and he became a full-fledged church organist. So he had that talent. And then there's another uncle who had a big bass, another who had a trumpet, and um, I forget what the other one had, but it wasn't a set of drums, that's for sure. Uh, but they they all got together and just played. 
and it was just a wonderful thing. So whenever I see that piano, that piano reminds me of those times that were just uh, just so wonderful just to hear everybody, you know, play the instruments and sing and do some fun things. Mm -hmm. It was great. Yep. So, well, on, on that, that note, note, we're taking yeah, we're taking a yes. quick break. Go ahead. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. You're listening to Larry and Lynn show. The well-established and highly respected Northeastern Pennsylvania certified public accounting firm, Michael A. Barbetti, LLC, is making changes after almost 40 years in business. The firm name has changed and is now Barbetti McHale, LLC, CPA, reflecting the addition of Michael F. McHale as partner in the longstanding firm. Although the name and partnership are a significant change, the staff won't change. Their Dunmore location won't change. The way they serve clients won't change. Their work ethic won't change. And Michael Barbetti's involvement won't change. The Barbetti-McHale partnership adds Mike McHale's three decades of experience in corporate and not-for-profit accounting for the clients of the regional firm. Barbetti-McHale LLC certified public accountants provides professional accounting and tax services to all types of clients, ranging from individuals and family-owned businesses to governmental agencies and non-profit organizations. Call Barbetti-McHale CPAs at their Dunmore office, and you too can make a change for the better. Business Banking at Fidelity. We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem, just one phone call, I don't even have to go to them. They come to me. It's great. I love being in the business. This was meant for me. We're very busy. I'm running every day, and I love to stay busy. So that's why I need a bank that's going to be there for me when I need them. Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity. My checking account, uh, my payroll taxes, they take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity, don't you? Member FDIC. Here's Lori and Lynn. Hi, we're back, everybody. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director and Certified Financial Planner with Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm that's devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And usually Mr. Michael McHale would be on uh, as our guest expert this week, but Mike had to reschedule for one of our next two weeks, so he'll be joining us then. But in the meantime, we'll just continue with what we have to do and fill in the space for Mr. McHale. Yeah, and so appropriately, you know, we're going to talk about some year-end tax deductions. Right, and right. we want to thank again Scott Linett, attorney at law, for his wonderful uh, newsletters that come out. And this one, no exception, talks about that, some year-end tax deductions. So these are just keep in mind... We have enough time at this point, as you're listening to this, uh, to do some of these things before year end that will help to make uh, a significant difference in what you owe your favorite entity, Laurie, the IRS. So the first one is to maximize retirement account contributions. 
they, they up them again, as they do every year. So this year, you can contribute up to $6,000 to an IRA and up to $20,500 to a 401k if you're under 50 and up to 7000 in an IRA and 27000 to a 401k for those who are 50 and older. If you don't have the cash available to fund the maximum amount, try to contribute at least any amount that will be matched by your employer. That's the first cutoff. Since that's basically free money, and it, that's what I tell people. And you lose it if you don't use it. So if your employer has a match, and let's say they match the first 5% of what you contribute, which is probably somewhere between 3% and 10% for most people, then their match is just a guarantee of 100% return on your money. So you definitely want to try to reach that break point where you at least get the match. And um, there are certain limitations and in deducting your traditional IRA contributions. They are, um, it depends on whether your spouse is covered by a retirement plan at work and your adjusted gross income. So make sure you know how your family is affected by these limits when taking deductions. On the other hand, some people may have heard of something called a Roth IRA and wondered what's the difference. Well, Roth IRA contributions are not tax deductible since they're made after taxes are taken out, but withdrawals from a Roth IRA in retirement are tax-free as long as you've held your first contribution for five years. So after the fifth year, they're tax-free forever. Okay, you have okay. until December 31st of 2022 to contribute to a 401k plan and until April 18th, 2023 to contribute to an IRA for the 2022 tax year. Or I should say, another way of looking at that is if you're on extension or if you decide that you are not going to pay your taxes or file your taxes before April, 3rd, April 18th this year, you can still make a contribution until the day you file your taxes. So people sometimes hear that and say, oh, well, I file my taxes as soon as I get my um, W-2 at the end of um, at January or something. So I can then, if I file my taxes, then I can contribute again? No. You have to make your IRA contribution prior to the time that you file your taxes, which could be okay. January 1st, February 18th, whatever the date is. But for most people who owe taxes, they wait until the very last day to file their taxes, as it should be. So you have until the date you file your taxes to pay an IRA contribution or uh, yeah, an IRA contribution for the previous year. Second thing is defer income if you'll make less next year. So if you know that you're going to be making less, less money next year, see if you can defer receiving any income in December and push it off till January so that you're in a lower tax bracket and that would certainly help. Um, so, let's see. 
third one is use tax loss harvesting to offset capital gains. People may not understand what that means, so I'll try to give it a little explanation. As you go through the end of this year, most of it, most of us got severely whacked if we had any investments in stocks this past year and even in bonds. So rather than let them sit there, if you have some gains that you have to report because someone sold something where you had growth and it becomes taxable, you might want to look at some of those losses that you have on paper and see if you sell those, the losses will offset the gains and you can minimize, if not eliminate, the amount of taxes that you might have to pay. So if your losses exceed your gains, you can write up write off up to $3,000 of losses against other income. Any losses in excess of $3,000 are not lost, but they can be carried over into the next year. In fact, you can carry over such losses year after year over your lifetime. Note that loss harvesting strategy does not apply to tax-advantaged accounts like 401Ks, IRAs, or 529 plans. 529 plans are the ones that you set up for your grandchildren or children for college. Yeah, right. So um, given the restrictions, you should always consult your CPA or financial advisor before employing loss harvesting to ensure it doesn't backfire on you. And number four, watch your required minimum distributions or ensure your parents are watching theirs if you or they are over the age of 72. This is really important, and I say this because so many people forget to do this. But usually, once you start doing this, the company that holds on to your assets in your um, IRAs and 401k plans, they have you in the system. So once you start, then they let you know every year that it's time for you to take them out and you have to get them out because if you don't, whatever the amount is that you haven't taken, which could be all of it or a little bit of it, is taxed at 50, 50 50% of whatever that was that you didn't take. And that's a big chunk. So the deal is that in the year that you turn 72, you have to start taking these required minimum distributions. And that means that the government said, the IRS said, hey, we want a piece of your your non-taxable stuff that you've been hanging on to for years. So here's the deal. Once you hit age 72, we go back to December 31st of the previous year, and whatever the value was of those accounts at the end of the year, you owe us a certain percentage of that as taxable income. So there's a formula, and it's really based a lot on your, I wouldn't say it's mortality rates, but it's longevity. So when you know that you are 72, there's a table that somebody's already figured out 
that says if you've lived to 72, you'll probably live to 87 or something like that. So what they want you to do is take, in that example I just gave you, one-fifteenth of the amount that you have, and they have it worked out into a decimal point, but you figure out what the value was on December 31st of the previous year, multiply it by that factor, and that's the amount that you must withdraw from your qualified taxable accounts and claim it as income. And then you pay ordinary income tax on it. If you don't, whatever you didn't claim that year, you have to pay not ordinary income tax, but 50%. That's five zero, which is a really big number. So every year you have to do that on the remaining balance. And you cannot turn around and put it back into your IRA. You have to claim it as income, but you can certainly put it in to a regular individual account after you pay the taxes. So that's it. That's all we want to do is just to make sure that we've done that. And um, I was kind of hoping that maybe um, if Mike was on the call, that he would have uh, been able to talk about some of that stuff. But well, we can, we, yeah, we can ask him to follow up on that. And I'll tell yeah. you what, this IRS, this, this IRS, this just makes me more and more. These people are a pain in the you-know-what. Yeah, they are. Really, they really, are. really, really, really. They get they you coming trying. and going, those yep. jerks. Yep. Anyway, mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. that's how it works. Okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, Lynn, um, yep. can you get a quick question in? We have time for one quick question. We do. We do. All right. Here. Let me see this. I'll get it for you. No, not that one. Um, hmm. I had to get the article again. Oh, sorry. Well, that's okay. I'll find it. Okay. When have you worked hard and loved every minute of it? Always. I always work hard. There's a difference between working hard and hard work. Yeah. So I always work hard. I, for the most part, I have, I, I yeah, I've, I've loved everything I've done and where I've worked except for um, a very short period of time, one place. I, I loved the place. I loved the people. I didn't like the work I was doing. And it, that only lasted a couple months. So, but I, 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 for the most part, I've always, I've always loved what I, 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 I do always. Well, I can say for the most part, I have too, but there were a couple times when I took jobs with groups of people and, and God forbid I was an employee which, you know, God you forbid. Well strangle me rather than have me do that. But, um, I know. you know, that was, a, that was a time that I found very difficult because I thought that, um, I guess because being in business, you learn to trust your own decisions about things. You just learn to say, well, I weigh it in my head and I think this out of the other thing, so I just go ahead. But what I found was being an employee... Uh, I'd go to somebody and say, here's what I'm going to do, and I would get some really lame answers as to why it couldn't be done. 
or I was asked to do something that I knew was just fundamentally not going to work. So those were the kinds of things that really got me nuts. But when I was on my own, when I am on my own and I make decisions and I interact with my clients, I love it. I love to right. have conversations with them about that stuff. And I love to see that what I've done makes a difference. That, to me, is, is everything. Right. And other than that, I don't know. I don't think that's so bad. No. So. So we're going to take um, a leave of you now, everyone. So thank you for listening once again. Have a very, very nice weekend. And we'll see you next week. Be safe and please be nice. Bye-bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.